Welcome, welcome everyone to Spiritual Milk. My name is Nicole Dominguez, accompanied with my awesome co-host, Devon Carter. Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's a beautiful day in the kingdom. We're getting on today with you guys to just share some spontaneity in a way. Uh, We got pulled and tugged to come on today um, speaking about a scripture that really tugged at us in our hearts and our spirits. To be honest, we didn't have a real thorough plan like we usually do. Um, so, But when we got on together, a spirit came in and got us rocking and rolling. What we're going to share with you guys with on this beautiful day is Proverbs 3. We're going to be looking at verses 5 through 6. It reads, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so like Davon spoke, we were just freestyling here, and when we come on, um, I speak on a little bit about what I think like maybe we should talk about, which was based off a, of a reel on Instagram that I saw of someone actually reading this same scripture. And then when I speak a little bit to Devon without even mentioning the scripture, he's like, well, what you're saying makes me think of this. And he starts reading it. So you know that God wanted us to speak on what this means and trusting him without our understanding and really submitting to his will. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, How would you describe being a person wanting to take instructions from something else? What does that feel like? What does that look like? Um, Me, I would still find resistance to it. (laughs) I'm a very independent woman. I was a middle child um, from a big Hispanic family. So for me, it was just like, you know, creating my own way, which is why I've said in previous episodes, I was just picking whatever felt right, felt right for me, right? making this really wide path. And after giving my life to Christ, I realized the importance of submission to God. And for a woman, I think that word submission brings a lot of resistance for obvious reasons. But to hear the instructions of God, we have to be submitted to God's word. And to be submissive is a discipline. It's not something that innately comes because as human beings, we are innately sinful. We are innately prideful. Submission really comes with a practice and with a teaching. If your parents never taught you to, you know, respect your elders or listen to the wise or any of that, then submission is totally not in your, in your understanding. Um, So yeah, for me, when you when you asked that, I <laughs> the the old version of me kind of came on, and it's like we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the new version of me that I'm learning to live with now is like that's where I'm safest, because when I'm getting the instruction, I am getting the instruction from the all knowing God, 
And sometimes that other part of me that doesn't like the submission tries to make things her way, thinking mm-hmm. that, oh, okay, I got the little, I got the little nugget. God, God gave me this little nugget, and then I get to just run with it and create my own path with it. When in reality, is He's just giving me breadcrumbs for me to follow. So, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Because I mean, it's where my mind went as well. Um, and I just love how you just brought in uh, the aspect of your upbringing as well, because a lot of things are just rooted in that. And for myself, I'm the oldest of four. So, you know, the only boy and I grew up is just me and my um, mom, grandma and sister for a while. So that being independent has just been always grounded in me. And uh, also just as a man submitting to some other will other than your own is like almost a, oh man, you're a failure. You are um, unable, you're not capable of leading or something, something that kind of pokes at that prideful man ego, as I would like to call it right now. Um, Even when the intentions are good and well, and just being someone with a, uh, God's working on my stubborn nature too, which is a beautiful thing because it's, it's opened my eyes to so many things. Um, but I say all this just because of when you don't lean into your own understanding in the sense of knowing that God has you, God got you in every capacity because the way that your steps are being directed is for your ultimate good. Because we think we know what's good for us. We would like to know what's good for us. But then there comes a capacity where our sight and our vision can only go so far. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a limited aspect to ourself and to some degree or another. And um, with God directing your steps, like you said, you get these breadcrumbs, you get these little uh, for me, it's like I get these notes of uh, confirmation that just comes about my day to day. That's like, okay, where you're going right now is exactly what you need to do right here, right now. And that next step is going to follow up. It's a matter of just that trust and that faith that comes into play. Mm-hmm. And that is a practice. I love how you put it. That is a practice because we are rebellious in nature. Just It doesn't matter um, in certain capacities, you just think kids are rebellious, you know, Hey, let's go do such and such. No, I don't want to do such and such. Mm -hmm. And then you got to have to deal with that whole debacle at times. And it's just a human thing that we have to deal with at times. But over time, like you mentioned, when you listen to your elders, you allow yourself to, um, and also that word submission comes with so much resistance, but when you submit into an authority, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you go to work, you're going to listen to your boss, right? you know, because they have an authority to say, Hey, uh, this protocol that we're about to follow, it's for your best interests in whatever capacity you're at right then and there, that mm-hmm. same law applies, but on such a grander scale. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think that, uh, the authority portion was really good to to put into it because, I mean, Jesus is the best authority and Jesus is the authority above all, right? That's why, yeah, I'm not going to go get into the authority of Jesus right now because we're in this in this one specific topic. But 
when you have a great authority, that's who you want to submit to because you know that they're edifying you, they're 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 looking out for your best interest, and you just really get to trust them. And trust is such a difficult thing because with trust comes with the acceptance of uncertainty. And for humans, not knowing and not being in control is absolutely terrifying. Unless you know who is in control and you trust who is in control. But if you don't have that connection or that faith, then you know, what we're saying might just go in one ear and out the other. And part of it is being, going back into, you know, the still voice and just without the voice, the stillness and being able to find peace in the stillness, find peace in the, not absence, but the quietness. Sometimes Mm -hmm. God tells us something. God may give us a little hint and then not give us any more hints to support it or to confirm it for weeks later, months later. And it's because he is seeing how faithful we are to that one promise, to that one statement, to that one thing that he said, and how we will continue to use that as our anchor and not what we see or hear or witness. And that is just a practice. And God is expecting us to stumble and fall because it's we're just babies, you know, like we're just literally babies as we get to be edified into this everlasting spirits with him. Uh, and yeah, when, when you were mentioning, um, oof, I lost it, but going into with our own pride, I think, you know, when we were kids, I think that's part of the process. I believe that's part of the process going into that, you know, letting that our sinful nature of pride and self-independence go through so then we can kind of see how incapable we are without him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, some people say, well, you know, those who don't, may not believe in God, it's like, why would God allow why wouldn't just God make the perfect world and we would be okay? And it's like, because God wants us to be with him because we want to be with him because we understand what it is like to be without him. And we thirst and need and are desperate to have him in our lives. And that's not, that's for me, for me, it's kind of romantic for me. It's like just beautiful that you know, he's giving us that choice and that submission comes because we realize how good we have it when we really allow ourselves to be edified and be guided by him. Yeah, yeah. It's um, two things popped up right there. That amount of love, because in love, you know, you are still your own person, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be suff- suffocated by another you don't want to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe without this person. It's more of like, you take my breath away because mm. you're so amazing. Not, I need to get away from you because I cannot breathe right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a totally different dimension. And that's not his intention whatsoever. Um, another thing that popped up that just struck me is experience. So many things that you spoke about was experience. And I'd like to just take a quick second to just look at what knowledge versus understanding is. 
Hmm. And knowledge refers to information or awareness gained through experience or education. On the other hand, understanding refers to knowing or realizing the intended meaning or cause of something. So this can be defined as interpretation or a view of a particular thing. Now, when we take what I just spoke about and just look at verse number five from Proverbs three for a moment, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Right there, understanding. He's not talking about lean not into your own knowledge, but lean not into your own understanding Mm -hmm. because it's our understanding refers to the knowing and realizing the intended cause and meaning of what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, when we want to nitpick and think that, oh, this is this is the thing, this is it, you know, when you arrive at a destination that you thought was where you're supposed to go, where God's like, uh-uh, if you take three more steps to the right, now you're going to really see it. What pops up in my mind, it's like if when you go on a hike somewhere, and there's just this one upper part, and it looks just a little bit difficult to get over, but the best views are over there. Where you're standing right now, it's pretty good, for sure. But if you take that extra step, you're going to see the very best thing. And that's sort of like what's coming in my mind, in my spirit, when I think of understanding being used very specifically in this state, in this uh, verse here, and knowing that it is a in an awareness of what's known. So if God is sharing what's known in our knowledge and allowing us to come into the understanding as a present, as a gift, you know, he doesn't want you blind. He doesn't want you dumb. He doesn't want you um, without anything because he's here to lead and guide you and direct you. But there is that process, that maturing of maturing and growing into the understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's when it gets dangerous about, you know, saying this lightly, but being your own God. Like God sends you the promise, and then sometimes we feel like it's up to us to make it happen. When in reality, it's up to us to stay submissive, alert, and devoted. You know, I, th- I think that is super important is what we consume every day. And when I mean consumption is data. What data do we start with every day? And for me, that's why the time with God is like my daily bread. Like I am fed before I am actually physically fed because I understand that physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, if I ingest the word meditation and time with God, then I am more likely to be in alignment with the higher knowledge and less likely to be guided by my own or that of the world's. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a, a, a Christian path or a walk with Christ is really difficult because of that, because a lot of it is not going to be like the world is showing you. A lot of it is not going to be like social media shows you. A lot of it is not going to be like your neighbor or your best friends who are not in Christ do it. And a lot of it is going to have to be in staying faithful and being okay and content with what's right here, right now. And to, for me, to access that contentment is by spending time with God. And I'm fulfilled. And then I'm just so fulfilled that whatever the outside world looks like, it's not 
detrimental. It no longer feels heavy or like I have to chase anything because it's just is. I just get to be with God. And I know, and I've seen it, I've seen testimonies of this happening where God just makes things change in a snap, in an instant, because he's the God of the impossible. So part of it, I believe it's, especially for me, I guess the lesson that I'm, that I'm learning is just really being content with what is and fully trusting that the promises he gave me will come to fruition and that I don't need to make sure they happen, that they're already there. It's just a process and a process of trust and a process of surrendering to him every day, especially for someone who was very prideful. And it makes me think of, you know, Abraham and Sarah and how God promised Abraham a son within that year, within a year's time. And Sarah heard and she laughed because Sarah looked at her circumstance. What was their circumstance? That they were both very much of age, that they were likely not, for her, she believed that it wasn't going to be possible because of the circumstance and God called her out and she's like I'm not laughing and God was like yes you are (laughs) (laughs) and 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 then Sarah didn't have Isaac until like 10 years after until a, a much much longer than that year and for me the way I interpreted that is because God needed to work within Sarah for her to position herself to receive that blessing and that promise he gave her and he was going to be true to that promise meanwhile abraham did have a son a year later with hagar with their with their servant because sarah thought okay well god this is how i interpret it right god said a year from now well we're we're, we're approximating to the year so i have to make this happen and then she got her servant to be with Abraham so then she could make sure that Abraham got that son. And that is not the son that God promised. Mm-hmm. It, God promised a son from Sarah. He literally told Abraham, Sarah will have a son. So it just kind of shows the faithfulness of God. God is like, all right, well, here's Ishmael a year later because Sarah decided to take things on her own hands and kind of elongate the process. And surely enough, Isaac did come. So, yeah, it makes me think of whenever God gives you a promise, and you know if God gave you a promise, you it's like the way I can describe it is that it feels so true yet so distant, and you sometimes don't know how it's possible that it can happen. And then that's when you got to, res- like, you know, go to the word you receive for me, I've received confirmation through scripture and really just trusting it. And that's a really, really interesting muscle to practice in making sure that it's, that I'm not, obviously we got to take action. It's like, we just got to sit and it just kind of rains on us, but it's more of like, okay, you're taking action because you're being told to take action because you are feeling that nudge to take action, not because you're feeling like you have to make it happen, that it's on you to make it happen. Um, It's on you to submit and to listen and to take the instructions that you hear. Yeah. I love that. That story of faithfulness. 
just wanting to take take matters into my own hand since God, <laughs> the creator of everything, is just taking way too long. <laughs> you can create a whole uh, earth, but you can't give me a baby, says Sarah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, and I can totally relate. I relate to that. Like, there's like, okay, well, I just got to make this happen. I just got to make this happen. And it's like, you made it happen, but not the way God intended. God, God mm-hmm. had something much better for you. And that's what made me think of that story that of the of the analogies that you gave about going to a place when it's actually like three blocks down. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, data. When you said that word, data struck a chord with me because I'm thinking of the data that we take in, that knowledge that we take in. It 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 uh, becomes understanding over time, but it's initially knowledge. You know, it's like being in school, they're providing knowledge, they're providing education, and it's a process for us to understand. So if we go back to the story of Sarah and Abraham, they got knowledge of this window, and there was an understanding where we had, where where you have to remember how you got there, essentially. God knows how you're getting there. We're playing catch up in a way. We're playing catch up in a sense where Okay, this is what's known. This is what's promised. Now I am remembering and understanding the steps to get there. Mm -hmm. So being presented, you know, when we think about just school again, to that example, you're getting presented math equations. This is knowledge. You have to understand the answer, understand, okay, this is where it came from. How can I now navigate this equation? Oh, I understand this. It's not, oh, I am knowledgeable in this. No, you say, I I understand this now. I Mm. get it. I get it. And now that becomes a part of that muscle that you mentioned. That becomes a part of just who you are. Two plus two is four. It's no longer eight, like I've been writing down, because I wasn't understanding how to count one, two, three, four. I went one, two, three, 12. No, that's not right. Eight. That sounds right. It feels right. Um, and boom, now you understand. And that's just the biggest thing. God wants us to get to a space of understanding um, his ways, because his ways are not our ways. But he doesn't want to keep his children in the dark. He doesn't want to keep anyone in the dark because he is light. Why would he not want to reveal all of these things? But because he knows you and knows you and knows you and even the parts you didn't think he knew about. He's like, Mm-mm, I saw that. I was there. I know that. I still love you, but I know about that. (laughs) So he just, because he knows and loves you so, so, so much, the capacity to allow you to get to a space of understanding is a, is a capacity of patience. You know, what makes great teachers patience? If you're a patient teacher and to know that, Hey, the student may struggle with this for some time, or they may get it a little bit quicker. I'm going to be patient regardless. You know, patience doesn't have to be this long awaiting period. It just means whatever is in motion, I am in my realm and, oh, okay, it's here. Or you're, it's dot, 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 dot. Okay, now it's here. You're still patient. It's still, you're still patient. Excuse me. Still a dimension that you're working in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in, in a world that we want everything right away, instant gratification mm-hmm. is the route that we choose. Pleasure is the route that we choose. This muscle is 
going to be challenging. That's why you don't do it with your own strength. That's why you use God's strength to guide you, God's strength to edify you. Literally, for all you have to do is spend time with God. Ask for that strength. Because when we are going again, when we take matters of our own hands, we're going to fall short. And even when we think we made it happen, it's likely short to the extent that God wanted it for it to happen to us or for us. So the, this, the discipline starts with just that, that submission aspect, that devotion aspect, that spending time aspect. And I love the way you're saying he knows, even the parts that you didn't think he knows, he knows. And even the parts that you don't know, there's so much that we are working from and operating from that we don't know we're operating from. And that's why it's data. And I love the the. The image that you gave to me is like, yeah, data leads to understanding. Data is just knowledge that leads to understanding. And for me, something that was really easy easy for me to grasp about the life that I was living was that I was being programmed into a system or a software of false light when organically I was made for the true light and for that I had to receive new data deprogram so it's like a computer work literally computers and that's why going back to the consumption um, topic we have so much data from our experience and our upbringing that we may not even know how many clouds or buckets of data are actually managing the way we act think feel so that's why it's dangerous to lay on our own understanding because it may be running from a program that is trying to avoid past experiences by projecting your past to your future or that it's just really going from a different skewed program than the one that you originally intended. That's why we submit. We allow the Holy Spirit to shape us and give us that patience. We learn to like patience. We learn to feel safe in patience. Again, we learn to. It is a process. And that's why community is so important because that's when we can support each other. And you're not supposed to do it alone. That's what, for me, community has always been so important. And it's been really interesting because I had to go from community to community, right? I had my community of partying to being alone for a little while and then finding my community of spirituality and then now really seeking a community with people in Christ. Um, I love my, my community and spirituality, but there's obviously topics that I can't be supported on because they're not being fully understood. Whereas I know with people in Christ and that are wanting that matureness in spirit, that they're going to be the ones that support me and I support them as we allow the Holy Spirit to edify us into the, the purpose that God has for us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. On that note, verse six, when you started speaking about um, the practice, the dedication, the devotion aspect, that strength, where do you derive your strength? Let's look at verse six for a moment. In all ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path, thy paths. The acknowledgement of God in those moments of like, Lord, I don't know what's happening fully, but I have trust in you, the God of everything, the God of all knowing, 
that I am exactly where I need to be. And if I'm not, you're going to correct me on that. That is strength. That is that is humbling yourself down. That is allowing yourself to be um, to to express humility and knowing that hey, I don't know, and it's okay that you don't know. You're not designed and meant to know everything. Solomon was the wisest man. He still didn't know everything, you know, <laughs> and that's a just okay thing because we are learning and we're growing and we're growing and we're learning and strength comes from being humble. Strength comes from expressing humility. Strength Mm -hmm. comes from saying that and recognizing your capacity, because if you can recognize your capacity, you know that there is more and there's more and there's more, you know, if you are a pot that wants some flowers put in you and you're getting filled to the capacity and you want more flowers, you got to be a bigger pot. How do you Mm -hmm. become a bigger pot? You know, you got to recognize like, wow, I want to be more beautiful, more flowers flowing out of me. This pot got to get bigger. You know, we got to do more. (laughs) And um, that's just a funny little image that came to my mind. But on that note of strength and in that strength and acknowledgement of God and knowing that, Hey, I got you. I will direct your paths exactly where you need to go. I have a purpose for you. You're not here for just because I got bored and was like, Hey, you know what? This guy looks cool. Let me just drop him on the earth for, for a little bit and do, you know, some willy nilly stuff. You know, that's, that's not why you're here, you know, and I would like to encourage and remind you that you have a very unique and special purpose here on this earth. And you're going to accomplish so many great things and bless so many people. And that blessing is a strength, a supernatural strength that's going to come about to do all these, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, to do all these things that come about. And um, it just comes from acknowledging God in all your ways with your whole heart. That's the beautiful thing that I love about this with your whole heart. With your whole your heart, with big, your whole soul. And God's yeah. big. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah big exactly. God, big heart. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So for any listener that's listening to this and you're still waiting for that promise to come to fruition, just stop everything you're doing to try to get to it if seeking God is not coming first. Start there. Start there. I challenge you, spend time with God at least seven days straight. And then see how life just starts shifting for you. Even when nothing changes, God gives you his eyes. He gives you his sight for you to feel that contentment. And I love that you brought Solomon because Solomon was so wise and he still wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And I I, I totally said that wrong probably, but where he really just says, I have all the wisdom in the world and it's still nothing. It's just air because the most important and fulfilling thing in the world is to just be with God and accept God in all his ways in your life and in whatever circumstance, always acknowledging him from the hardest to the, to the brightest moments of your life, acknowledging and glorifying him because that's, that's it. That's really all he's asking for. And from that, he takes us to unimaginable places. He gives us unimaginable inspiration and motivation and, and inspired action. So for you, listener, for me as a reminder, for Devon here as a reminder as well, 
Let's stay faithful to a God who is faithful, who keeps his promises, and who loves us so much that if he's taking his time, it's because he's shaping us to really fully receive and take full advantage of the beautiful gifts he has for us. Yeah. And I would love to leave you guys with one scripture that came. Thank you for that inspiration from your spirit. Um, Just speaking about the heart and seeking God. Seek and you shall find. You know, that's just been such a paramount teaching throughout the entire Bible. And what came up is Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me. And And when ye shall search for me with all your heart. That's it. You just, big God, big heart. You put that heart out there. Truly and genuinely seek him. You're going to find him. The, the path that you're looking for, it's already there. It already exists. You find him. He directs you. He strengthens you. He renews you. All the wonderful and amazing things because he's a wonderful and amazing God. He sure is. He sure is. Thank you, Devon. So we love you guys. Thank you for listening in tuning in and until the next time until the next time guys have a great one